Welcome to the first ever podcast, Rapid Chinese Master. I can't even say that right. <laughs> uh, let me just preface this by saying why I'm doing this. Well, first of all, there's an obvious need. Um, I've been in China for a while. I have a lot of foreign friends, and all of them just let me just tell you a story. Maybe you can relate to it. Basically, uh, my friend was telling this story. He has a frustration when whenever he speaks Chinese, like he goes to the store, he goes anywhere. He'll have to repeat something like four or five or six or eight, a whole lot of times before the actual person understands their Chinese. And the funny thing about this is maybe when he's talking with his friends, they'll be like, "Well, your Chinese is so good, it's great, and your Chinese is really, really good." Which is this is not even the case. It's I'll say. Let me just say this: it's an inside joke among Chinese people. If a foreigner speaks Chinese, like they're trying to be friendly, but in some cases, like. Even like if you had a horrible Chinese, you can say every word. I've done this purposely. I'll be in the elevator and I'll just say like uh, something like easy, like hello. But I'll get my tones completely off, and the person will just compliment me on my Chinese. And uh, anyways, you may you may think that's no big deal. Where they're taking my, they're saying your Chinese is not that good, whatever. They're saying your Chinese is good when it's actually not that bad. But that's actually really bad, especially if you're a student, you want to learn Chinese. Uh, if someone tells you that your Chinese is good, oh wow, my tones must be perfect then. And you, you have you're overconfident. You speak more when in fact it's an actual joke. Like th you run into this situation quite often. You know, like you go to a restaurant, you go to certain people, and as the foreigner walks by, the Chinese people among themselves will make like comments in Chinese. They'll make fun of the foreign accent of, of our Chinese to each other, and it's a joke. They'll be laughing amongst each other. I, I catch them all the time. Uh, like obviously because I'm at a higher level, I catch it all the time. And like it's just like if you hear someone speaking. Non proper English, for example, maybe like no offense against Indians, but some some have quite strong accents. I can't imitate the accent properly, but you know what it is. It's not an American accent. It's not a British accent, and you know it's it's just it's just bad English. And even so, even more in Chinese, because it's a tonal language. If you say one tone wrong, you have a completely different meaning. Let me give you the most basic example. If I say ni hao ma, which is how uh, how are you. But if I get one tone wrong, the, the last character ma. If I get that that tone wrong, and I say ni hao ma, can you guess what I just said? I just said high horse. So how embarrassing would it be like if you go say ni hao ma to somebody high horse, and they're all oh, your Chinese is so good, or even some people probably they probably laugh at you. Like it's pretty funny, you know. What I mean, like you, you, if you knew what you're actually saying, you'd be like, oh my god, like what am I saying here? I said high horse, and nine times out of ten, I can guarantee you. Like I love Chinese. Like let me say something. I love Chinese. I love China. But if you say ni hao ma, and people are like, oh, your Chinese is so good, when in fact you know they're kind of laughing at you. <laughs> it's kind of you know I get a bit sensitive about the topic. And so yeah, that's the main reason I'm doing this. Is first of all, there's a huge need for it. Um, the second reason, let me just read something to you. This is actually an essay. It's actually a six page. I'm not gonna bore with you bore with you the, with the whole intricacies of the essay, but let's just go to the conclusion. This guy, this essay is written by an American. Um, he was head of the Asian language department at a university in the U.S., and this is what he said. Uh, this is a conclusion. Someone once said that learning Chinese is a five-year lesson in humility. I used to think that this meant that at the end of five years, you would have mastered Chinese and learned humility along the way. However, now having studied Chinese for over six years, I have concluded that. Hold on, let me just turn to the next page. The phrase actually means that after five years, your Chinese will be still be 
abysmal, but at least you will have thoroughly learned humility. There is still the awe-inspiring fact that Chinese people manage to learn their own language very well. Perhaps they're, they're like the grade school kids that, that uh, I can't say this properly, baroque performances group recruit to sing Bach cantatas. The story goes that someone in the audience, amazed at hearing such youthful cherubs flawlessly sing Bach's uncompromising, difficult vocal music, asks the choir director, but how are they able to perform such difficult music? Shh, not so loud, says the director. If you don't tell them it's difficult, they never know. <laughs> Anyways, I've been able to master Chinese uh, in two years' time, and I was a speak. I was able to speak it like I was able to speak. People were telling kids in China there's different dialects. And all of them, the dialects, like when they speak Putonghua, which is the standardized language of Chinese in China, their Chinese is not standard. They have strong accents. It's, their Chinese is bad. It's not considered bad Chinese. I speak better Chinese than a lot of Chinese. I even had an article. Uh, you can see this. Join my Facebook group. The article is right there. They called me the Shenzhen, uh, the, the Dashan of Shenzhen, which is, um, Dashan is, which is the literal translation is Big Mountain. This is the Chinese name of a famous foreigner in China. This guy, now the funny thing is, though, if you do a little research about the guy, you find out that he's, he, was, he was a Chinese major in, in, back in Canada in the University of Toronto. Um, he came to China for over 20 years, and he's married to a Chinese wife. So you'd expect his Chinese to be freaking awesome. But anyways, I was able to have a comparable Chinese to his. I won't say that after two years my Chinese was better than his. I won't be like you know, that flamboyant. But my Chinese was just as good as his after two years. Are he comparable? Which is pretty, that's a pretty good accomplishment in itself. After two years, um, when he took him about 20 years and he's married to Chinese, I never, I, I was not a Chinese major. I studied in a language school. Um, I struggled, like I'm not, 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 not some genius, like I'm not gifted with languages. I struggled uh, for the longest time. I had to, you know, I spoke horrible Chinese for the longest time, for at least six months to a year. But then after discovering some secrets and strategies and the best ways to do things, I just turned things around and it accelerated, exploded up the way. There's an easy, all I'll say is this, there's an easier way to learn. Um, at the time, you can see my picture, I weighed about 150, 160 pounds, six foot three. I was not like, you know, some super like strong-willed uh, son of a gun. Um, so, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too. Like, I was like, come on, I was 150 pounds. You can see I was skinny as you can be, six foot three. And I master, I was actually balding as well. So I actually had health problems while I was learning Chinese. I was balding, I was thoroughly balding. You see on the side of my head. It's actually embarrassing to be honest. The picture, <laughs> like I'm actually embarrassed to show that picture. But anyways, I'll show it. I'll, I'll bring out the skeletons out of my closet. But anyways, so yeah, there, there's easy ways to do it. And actually, I, I've um, refined my system where you can actually master the pronunciation. If you can get the pronunciation where the tones right, you're you're so far ahead of the game. It's not even funny. And I've actually found my system where you can actually master the pronunciation in in a few hours. And that's not some BS. That's the truth. And once you learn my system that I refined, you'll be you'll be having the same results that I'll have. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, what else do I want to say? Okay, let me just start off with a couple tips here. Um, the first tip: most people get this wrong completely. Ninety-nine percent of people that learn Chinese get this thoroughly wrong. And what is it? Well, they don't emphasize the tones. Tones. They don't leave. Uh, looking at my tone. Look at my pronunciation. English not that great, isn't it? <laughs> no, but um, their pronunciation is really. They don't focus on it. And the thing is about Chinese, uh, Cantonese, Thai, 
And I believe there's a few other Asian languages. They're tonal languages. They're tonal languages. Just like um, uh, Western languages have Latin roots. Like if you learn one language, you kind of you know you kind of know the intricacies of other languages. You pick up a faster. The same thing for like a a someone that's learning tonal languages before they pick up the other tonal languages much faster. They have tone acuity. And like a foreign friend that I had, he he struggled for Chinese. He just quit learning altogether because this is what he literally told me. He says, "I am tone deaf, Jules. You don't understand. I'm tone deaf. I can't learn the language." So um, all I'll say is that yeah. You want to focus on the tones. Pronunciation is king. Let me just give you, uh, or I already gave you a really good example with the Nihama, the high horse example. And you know, that's, that's pretty bad. You know what I mean? If you're going to say, want to say, how are you? You say high horse. There's a huge difference there. And yeah. So that's, that's the emphasis on that. That's the number one tip I'll, I'll give you right now. The second thing this, if you use, just use these two tips I give you right now, you'll explode your Chinese. You'll see results. You'll be coming back for me for more. And that's, that's the truth. Let me just give you another tip. Um, most people I know are not familiar with this. Not probably not having even heard of it. And it's called um, what is it? ambiguous uh, learning curve. Ambiguous. Let me spell that for you. E b b i n g h a u s. I probably have problems with my pronunciation. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. But ambiguous uh, forgetfulness curve. Uh, and basically, it's a curve that says that. They found that for a stable long-term memory is established only after an average of seven repetitions. That means you need to review a word five to nine times before you can effectively retain it in memory. So what do you want to do? This is the rule of thumb. This is what I use. You do it twice again on the same day, once more on the second day, once more in a week, once more in two weeks, and again in a month. And if you follow that simple system I just gave you, let me just say it again, twice again on the same day, once more on the second day, once more in a week, and once more in two weeks, and again in a month, you'll be so far ahead of the game, it's not even funny. Like, have you ever had this situation? Let me just give you an example so you understand where I'm coming from here. If you have a situation like you'll be speaking Chinese, and you'll, you'll say like half, a, like half a sentence, and then you'll be searching for the word, you can't think of the word, it's just come up right away, and you'll be embarrassed, your face will be red, and... It's just not a situation like most people, most people that like if you if you've gone through a situation you're still persisting in Chinese you have you you are very strong willed because most people like after a couple of those embarrassments they just give up altogether. But yeah, if you use the system I just said, you'll be so far ahead of game. So, anyways, um, and in closing, let me just say this: I think we're kindred spirits here, and I'm really looking to help you out because I'm giving back because I'm doing my Chinese is really good. I just want to help other people because I've seen so many people struggle. And I'm just, to be honest, I'm just sick of people getting laughed at, like foreigners being laughed at, people like, you know, well, oh, your Chinese is so good when, you know, they make jokes behind your back and they have inside jokes. And you may think that what I'm saying is over-exaggerated, but, you know, it's the truth. And, like, I'm not making this BS up. It's, it's totally true. Um, so, yeah, uh, like China, if you do the research on China, right now there's 60 cities in China that have a, a million, uh, pop, around a million plus population. But by 2020... Experts say there'll be 225 cities with over a million people population. It's a language to learn. Um, we all know that China is about to overtake the U.S. as the number one economy in the world. So there you go. So that's not more me. If you want to get that competitive edge, master that Mandarin. And um, just be a badass, okay? Just be a badass at Mandarin. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.